0: Hello and welcome to This is Oro Valley, it's the podcast where I, Nick Going, the digital content specialist for the town, interview staff members and local business owners today about Oro Valley and the unique ways that we serve the public, or stores can serve the public, foster a sense of community. Exciting update today, doing things a little bit differently, I have brought in coworker friendo extraordinaire, Allison, who works over in Legal. Allison, hello. Hello, hello. Do you know why I brought you here today? I think I do. Why?
1: Because you interviewed Stacks.
0: I did interview Stacks. For those of you who don't know, that is Stacks Book Club. They are in the Oro Valley Marketplace. Um, I got to speak to well, one one of the owners. It's a husband-wife duo, Crispin and Lizzie. And I spoke with Crispin about sort of his mission statement, why Stax is important to him, where the idea stemmed from, and why Oro Valley. Sure. But you know when you hear an owner talk about something, they gotta sell you. Yeah. That's their job. Yeah, And totally. I respect that. Yeah. So I thought it would be cool to bring a avid book lover here who has been to Stax herself. That's true. And lend a little bit of credibility. Now, you, me, and Crispin mm-hmm. can kind of sell the whole picture of Stax. And let, let the people of Oro Valley know what's up. So the reason I picked you, not just because you've gone to stacks, is because I frequently see you walk to the Oro Valley Library.
1: True. Almost every day.
0: With a stack of books.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: and so I know you're a fan of of reading.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are you reading right now?
1: I am currently reading a book called Catch Me If You Candy.
0: Sounds spicy. It
1: is a Halloween-themed cozy mystery by Ellie Alexander. What is a
0: cozy mystery?
1: So a cozy mystery is a mystery book in which there's no explicit violence, um, no language. It's just kind of easy on the reader, and it's fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This series is, gosh, 15, 16 books deep, and it's all baking-themed. So lots of, <laughs> lots of talk of um, baking. There are recipes at the end of each book. Criminals leave
0: powdered sugar footprints at yeah, the scene of the crime. Yeah, something
1: like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Each title is a baking pun. It's, it's just a really good time.
0: That sounds incredible. Yes. Cool. So I'm going to ask you some of the same questions that I asked Crispin. And then I'm going to ask you for your perspective of Stacks Book Club in general. Great. But my first one is: Do you know what ignited your passion for reading?
1: So as as long as I can remember, I have been a reader. Um, honestly, it started with my dad uh, reading books to me. He would read out loud. I would read out loud. We would take turns, and then it developed um, from my grandparents as well. They have one of those amazing built-in libraries at oh, their cool. homes. Um, they were constantly reading constantly giving me recommendations and from there i was just always reading yeah
0: so i was a big reader i grew up going to this bookstore in Oro Valley called the haunted bookstore it was pretty cool
1: that sounds amazing uh, and there was this kids area
0: you had to crawl into it and it was kind of like recessed into so it was like an underground oh my gosh cave type reading situation
1: that's a dream
0: it was amazing i want that now and so my mom would go shopping and looking for books and i didn't care how long she took because i would just stay in there and read goosebumps yeah and so when i said that crispin shared his story and that was kind of pretty cool so i will listen to that clip now
2: uh my name is crispin jeffrey franco i'm a co-owner and general manager here at stacks book club and my wife lizzie and i yeah we're the brain trust for creating this space. And uh, yeah, she wasn't able to make it today. She's still full-time at the University of Arizona doing the responsible thing and keeping us insured and a salary coming in and doing all that good stuff, so. Yeah, so both both of, you know, both Liz and I grew up here on the Northwest side. Um, I went to Miranda High School. She went to Mountain View a couple years apart. So we grew up on this side of town. You know, I think we both independently, and well, definitely independently, um, Grew up visiting the haunted bookshop. I think those are core memories for both of us. Just the idea of like being a kid. And I think for both of us, that's sort of where like the love of reading started. You know, the Northwest side has probably always been in need of, a, of an independent, mostly new bookstore, at least. Um, we've had other options. You know, Bookman's has been a great place to get books for so long. Um, but we felt like maybe it was time for a little bit something different. And so that's where the idea first started was, you know, what, what could we do if it was to be us? to bring a space to the northwest side of tucson that we thought would sort of bring some of the d- downtown energy and some of the craftsmanship that's happening throughout the city but make it easier and more accessible for this part of town to get to you
0: know, valley has a lot of really great things for people to do you yeah. know we've got nature spots we have cool right. restaurants etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this, and I think Crispin felt this way too that the sort of the literature, the, the literary community mm-hmm. was a bit underserved because you had big box stores. Sure. Which they're not trying to compete with, mm-hmm. right? They're not trying to be Barnes and Nobles. Yeah. But they're, they are trying to be like a community space. That's something that I think, I'm going to say millennials. So I've sort of age dated you if you
1: will <laughs> <laughs> that's okay i know it's a wide range <laughs> you know like
0: if you're a kid you could go hang out there if you're a high schooler you could hang out there as an adult you could hang out there there's something for everyone and that is definitely intentional yeah it seems like that's something you noticed is that fair
1: oh absolutely i saw a wide range of of people At the store, there was a great kids section. There was groups of women meeting over the coffee flights. There were.
0: Yeah, just for our listeners, they offer a coffee flight. So it's like what you would expect with a beer flight, but it's multiple kinds of coffee that you can try. So I'm a coffee snob. Mm -hmm. Uh, You probably have noticed this. (laughs) (laughs) So I was happy to learn that they partner with Yellow Brick Coffee. It's like a local roaster. And a lot of what they do at Stacks is about partnership with local communities. And I talked to Crispin about that. So here he is discussing why and which partners they have.
2: You know, we think that one of the things that make an independent bookstore and and we're a bookstore, but we sort of also like lean to the idea of an independent retailer because we do sell so many more things than just books, um, you know, outside of the cafe experience. But, you know... Like you, you explore, especially now. Like we're getting into market season, right? You can go any Friday or Saturday or Sunday somewhere in town. There's going to be a maker's market, and you're going to be able to find amazing products that people, right in our community, are making on the food and beverage side, but also in greeting cards, and stickers, and candles, and soaps. Like we have such a vibrant community of makers, it seemed obvious to us that the best way to build the store was to make sure that when somebody walks through our door, yeah, they're supporting independent bookstore. We think that's important, but they're also supporting this network of 25 to 30 other businesses that are either on the shelves in the pastry case in the refrigerator, right? Like everything we could possibly do from Tucson or at the very least Arizona, we're committed to trying to do as much as we can. We, you know, tried a lot of different local roasters. We have a really good coffee scene here in tucson we have a lot of great quality roasters throughout um you know throughout the community uh we ended up choosing to to partner with yellow brick coffee um we just love the idea of working local there all of our tea products come from IIT, another tucson company it's our iced tea our chai our matcha um, all of our you know tea bags um all are sourced from another local tucson company which we love um most of our beers are from tucson if not arizona Uh, And then on the food side, we wanted to really capture what's happening in Tucson and make it more accessible and easier to get to if you live on this side of town. So we'd been obsessed with Cal's Bake Shop um, for a long time. We'd like sought them out at a couple of different markets, uh, tried the food, thought it was wonderful. And so we have Cal's products in our pastry case Monday through Friday. Um, On Saturdays, we bring in prep and pastry And then on Sundays, we partner with Breadsmith, which is an R Valley business here in town. I too. So the pastries are different every day. The grab-and-go drinks change from week to week. You know, our menus are always shifting and changing. Uh, And so we like the idea of that, like, sense of exploration when you come in. There's always something new to find in the store, whether it's on one of the shelves or in the the menu. I I think with bigger, you know, kind of like chain bookstores, I think the focus is... Not as much of building the community as much as it is selling products, and we need to do that too. Obviously, right? We're a business. Like without a profit, we don't we don't exist anymore. Uh, but I think the way that we can go about it is different. Um, I think the way that we can genuinely invest in the community is different. Right? At the end of every month, when we pay our tax bill, it's going to the state of Arizona. It's going to the town of Oro Valley. None of that money is leaving. You know, leaving our community.
1: So, the first thing I noticed was how inviting it was. A lot of great places to sit and commune with your friends, with whoever you have with you. They have great outdoor seating. I noticed a pup on the patio, which is always a plus. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the book selection. It's very curated, so everything looks very intentional.
0: Part of the book selection that I found interesting is their kids section. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed is it's actually bilingual. Mm-hmm. And so I spoke with Crispin about why, what was his decision to, to have that? Um, not only does it foster that sense of community, but offer things, um, you know, t- to our residents who are bilingual. And here's Crispin talking about that. So
2: we, we do think it's important to have bilingual books, especially in our kids' section uh, we're looking at potentially bringing in some Spanish titles um, throughout the rest of the bookstore because that's a thing that we are hearing our customers ask for: um, is the opportunity to read, you know, general fiction, nonfiction books in Spanish. Um, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm Mexican American. Um, I think it's really important that that kids get to see themselves reflected in the books that they're reading, um, and also get exposed to different. Types of people and different types of stories, um, you know, throughout their reading lives. I think that's one of the beautiful things that books do, just knowing where we live and and the community and the representation that, you know, the Southwest and and Tucson has. I think it's really important for us to make sure that we have, you know, a bridge to another culture and and doing that through a bilingual board book where, you know, a parent and and a toddler can start to learn. You know, at least the very beginnings of a dialogue uh, in Spanish, I think is important uh, just to continue to make everyone feel like they belong and have a space here.
0: Allison, why pick something like an independent, like why would you pick something, let's say an independent bookstore like Stacks instead of ordering a book online or anything like that?
1: So I think anytime you have a local bookstore or any business for that matter, it's it's way more personal It feels better going in there knowing that you're supporting someone's dream. You're supporting other um, readers and book lovers. It's just it makes me feel connected to the community as opposed to going online. And I don't even know where this book is coming from. You know, I could probably ask the owners, what do you know about this book? Can you tell me? Can you recommend me something based off this book?
0: Yeah, actually, Stacks, I don't know if you knew this has staff on hand who all have uh sort of a specialty area that's of amazing reading. Yeah, yeah so you can ask like hey what what should i read in this in yeah. this genre And they can be like hold up we gotta divert you to this staff member who's really knowledgeable oh, about I love that, that put you in touch with them um which also adds to that sense of community they can also custom order books
1: well, that's good to know
0: Again, if you choose to shop in Oro Valley, you, you really are helping the community. You're helping everybody that goes to the store. You're helping the employees of the store. Yeah. You're helping keep this fixture of the community around so that they can expand into, uh, you know, new areas and and cool stuff.
1: Yeah. You're kind of showing that this is the type of business we want here.
0: hmm Exactly. Continuing the community theme, did you know this? It's called Stacks as a reference to Ernest Klein's Ready Player One. Okay. Which, have you read that?
1: I have not read it. Do you
0: see the movie?
1: I've seen parts of the okay, movie. Okay, <laughs> I've done both. So I'm the
0: expert here in this in this area.
1: I know the premise.
0: So the protagonist lives in kind of like a dystopian, futuristic world with all these like trailers,
1: yeah. literally like
0: skyscraper yes. high.
1: I have seen that part.
0: Okay, so that's called The Stacks. Okay. And that was the first book that their book club read.
1: Oh, okay. And then eventually it,
0: you know, has become this idea of Stacks Book Club. Sure. And true to their name, they're keeping the book club element alive. Mm -hmm. They have book clubs for youth, book clubs for adults, and you can contact them or look on their website for what offerings there are. But I know they had so much response for that. They actually had to break the book clubs into multiple days. Oh, wow. Which is pretty great. Yeah. Are you in a book club?
1: I'm not. Why are you not in a book club? Surprisingly, I am not. I am not sure where to find a book club.
0: I can think of one place. <laughs> it's called Stacks. We're talking about it right That's now.
1: That's a great place to look for my, my new book club. <laughs> I will check them out.
0: I would have let Crispin sell you on it.
2: <laughs> it's been, this is going to be the end of our sixth year as a book club this year. So 2016-ish. Uh, I sent out an email to about a dozen friends saying like, hey, I'm thinking about starting a book club. You know, would you guys be interested? And I really assumed that it would get like no response. Like, are you kidding me? Who wants to be in a book club? Um, and in like our first book discussion, we had like 20 people show up. And so that was a lot of fun. And we read Ready Player One by Ernest Cline, um, because the movie was about to come out. And so we figured like, let's pick a fun book and then we'll like all go watch the movie and kind of like compare notes. Um, and then that club just kept meeting and we've met every month since January of 2016. You know, book clubs in our name. Um, so it gets, so we, we call them discussion groups, um, For a couple reasons one just sort of like not say book club over and over and over again um and two because they're you know i think of a book club as being like the same you know 10 people that show up every single month to talk about whatever that month's book is they're a little bit different here um we have a couple that are what we consider like store sponsored um so we have an official book club which uh reads mostly pop fiction So something in hardcover that's a bestseller generally. Um, We do a paperback version of that as well, um, which we think is important because new books especially can be a luxury item for a lot of folks. And so if we're only focusing on hardcovers, that leaves a lot of folks that, you know, that price gap between a hardcover and a paperback may be the difference between joining or not joining. So we wanna make sure that we are trying to be as accessible as we can so we do run a paperback club as well. Um, we ran our first version of those uh, a couple weeks ago. We scheduled one discussion. We had about 40 RSVPs um, without really doing any like outreach or really like talking about that, which is too many. Um, a, for our space, and B, for a good conversation. So we ended up having four separate discussions um, on the first book that we read, which was uh, Damon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver. Uh, we had four different discussions on four different days with four completely different groups of people. Uh, we ended up having about 36 to 40-ish people show up to those four discussions. It was fantastic. It was amazing. Um, the idea of like talking about the same book four times. First, I was kind of like, how is that going to go for me? But it was wonderful. Um, each group had a totally unique conversation. Everyone brings their own perspective and experience into those conversations, which I think is so important. You know, reading a book by yourself, you have your experience to pull on when you like interpret that story but when you sit down with a group of people most of which you probably don't know and you know people let their guard down and get real about their backgrounds and the way that they view the material and they're not always like i agree you agree we all agree a lot of times it's i see that different than you and here's why and i think those are the best conversations that's that's what this place should be about is coming together and having that conversation and being able to get a different perspective that we don't get because we've lived the life that we've you know, individually led. We have a book club called The Order of the Saguaro, which is a twain specific book club. So it's really geared for nine to 12 year olds. We had our first meeting of that group on Saturday. Uh, we had seven, uh, seven tweens and then their parents joined that. It was a just a fantastic afternoon. They got to pick the next book that they'll be reading in that group which is really awesome to see you know first time out of the gate them be so excited to sort of really take ownership please come use the store however it makes sense for you we have a knitting club that comes on thursday afternoons uh we have you know pta groups that are in here constantly we have hoa boards that are meeting in here we built this space for the community to come in and use the space as it makes sense if that's your book club if that's you know, whatever you want it to be.
0: Allison, thank you for coming on.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: This has been an episode about Stacks Book Club. I hope you guys have enjoyed it and I hope to see you all out at Stacks Book Club. I'll be there for the coffee, you know, reading my comic books and <laughs> my low level young adult fantasy stuff that I read. I can't be bothered with anything too, too terribly difficult. Too high, bro? Yeah.
1: Says the guy I reading mean- The Big Sleep.
0: That's certainly not highbrow, (laughs) right? Well, I hope to see you there, uh, picking up some new books, helping out our Oro Valley economy. It's very nice of you. Five gold stars from me. (laughs) And for those of you uh, out there who just heard this podcast, hope to see you there as well. Let us know your book recommendations. What are you reading? And uh, hopefully, if you have anything new to go pick up, you consider going to Stacks. Catch you on the next episode of This is Oro Valley.